This is the Tech Arts Podcast, where we talk about tech, leadership, and all things that concern church audio, video, and lighting. Welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast and the Phone Live Streaming Studios. My name is DL, so glad to have you joining us today. I am so excited about today's podcast. Today, we are going to be talking to Chad Vegas from Transformation Church. He unpacks why 24P. We also talk how to choose 24P and what's essential to this process. On top of that, we have a church tech tip that you don't want to miss. It will help you organize your services better while keeping everyone in sync and on track. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Hey, a big shout out to Japan, the UK, Singapore, South Africa, and Australia. I saw these countries on the list of areas that have listened to the Tech Arts podcast, and I wanted to say thank you for listening. Also, a big thank you to everyone in the US that is listening. We are growing every month, and it's all because of everyone who is watching, listening, sharing, and telling everyone about us. Hey, if this podcast is helping you, be sure to tell a friend about it. All you have to do is give them the website techartspodcast.com and ask them to subscribe to either the podcast or the YouTube channel. If you listen on a regular basis, be sure to like and subscribe. This will help you get notified whenever a new episode drops and it'll keep you updated and informed of any free giveaways that may happen. Also, if you listen to us on a podcast outlet, be sure to subscribe there as well. Again, the website to find all of our outlets is techartspodcast.com. Before we get into our conversation with Chad Vegas, as well as our amazing church tech tip, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Our main sponsor is Digital Great Commission Ministries. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just better understanding the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Because they are a 501c3 donor-sponsored organization, they come to your church for free and do an assessment of your tech, visitor engagement, and online streaming. Plus, we give away free gear. Be sure to go to audiovideolighting.com and register your email today. This will sign you up for all of the free giveaways and give you first access to everything we offer for free. If you want free resources, training, or consulting, contact Digital Great Commission Ministries today by going to audiovideolighting.com. That's audiovideolighting.com. In today's church tech tip, we are going to talk about an amazing product called ShowFlow. I came across this software a while back and was pretty impressed at how it was laid out as well as how it can keep people on track with following the service. It's very easy to use and has some other cool features like teleprompting. I reached out to Sharif with ShowFlow in hopes to get more information and maybe a demo. He joins us today. Sharif, welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. Man, it's so good to have you on. Hey, why don't you give us a little bit of the history of ShowFlow? Sure. Well, uh, ShowFlow started uh, here in Orlando. Um, Its founder at the time, Stephen Bowles, was a live video director for corporate events and was just frustrated with having to deal with spreadsheets um, and the limitations of that. Yeah, spreadsheets is free. It's simple to spin up. But, um, you know, once a change has been made, you kind of have that pit of fear in your stomach that 
Like, does my team, do they really truly have the most up-to-date version? So he uh, came up with Showflow um, back, say, 2013. And, um, yeah, we've been around ever since. That's awesome. Orlando, Florida. I grew up in the central Florida area. So it's right in uh, the backyard of uh, where my parents are at. So that's kind of cool. But tell us, what is Showflow? Sure. Uh, Showflow is a cloud-based run-of-show software that keeps everyone on the same same page. Super easy for collaboration and just it's a great alternative from a traditional spreadsheet like Google Sheets or Excel. So Sharif, I was punching around on your website and I know Showflow is an end-to-end solution for planning, scripting, and broadcasting events. But knowing that and seeing that are two different things. I would love to show our audience how your product works so they can see it in person. Are you able to give us a demo today? Yeah, I sure can. Yeah, let me share my screen. Okay, can you see my screen? I can. Great. So this is Showflow, and I'll zoom in a bit so you don't have to, your uh, listeners and watchers don't have to strain their eyes. Um, it, like I said, this is a cloud-based software. You don't need to download anything. You just go ahead and log into the website, and you're in, you and your team. Um, and so what I'm looking at is the event page. And actually, if I go up one step higher, I'm at the team page. So this is our demo deck. So that's why you see all of these different industries and or different uh, events here. And they re- represent the different industries we serve. But replace Showflow demo events with whatever your organization's search name would be. Same thing with your logo. This is all white labeled. And then here are your events. Now, if a church is going to purchase Showflow, a Showflow license, you probably would have mostly one event. And that's what we call these events here. Events are like a a folder similar to a folder on your computer that houses all of your runs, uh, run of shows. Um, and, uh, and then, so that would most likely be, you know, your Sunday services, and you probably would make that event last the entire year. But there might be some big events. Not might be, there are some big events like Easter, uh, Good Friday, or maybe you're hosting a conference. Uh, you can go ahead and create an event just for that because of all of the things that, that take place and it's a little bit more technical, a little bit more involved. But for the most part, you're gonna have one event for all of your Sunday services. So you can click on that event, it takes you from the team dashboard to the event dashboard, and then here would be all of your services. You came prepared today, you have the uh, DGCM I mean, podcast event, that's I'm awesome. I'm gonna play around, yeah, this is... Uh... Yeah, you got our logo and everything. <laughs> Uh, only the best for you, David. Only the best. That's right. Thanks, man. Yeah, it better be only the best. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you, here's an example of a service here. Uh, and so this is a workflow that a lot of churches use. They would just have one event and then have all of their weekly services in here. Let's say April 16th goes great. Everything's going well. You can go ahead and work, workflow they do is just go ahead and duplicate this rundown. So once it's duplicated, it shows up on your dashboard. You can go ahead and rename this. Um, and so I believe a week from now would be April 23rd. And just change that, get rid of that, and you're good to go. So it's a very simple workflow for um, kind of using the previous service for uh, the next service. And when you're ready to go ahead and work on your, your service, just click into that. It takes you from your, t- uh, your event dashboard sorry, to your, um, your run of show. 
So here it is, and I just, um, this is just an example I want to show that from one of our, our customers, um, that's a, a, a one of our church customers. And just to give you the lay of the land, you've got your item numbers here on the far left, and then your items, your timing column, so you have your time of day and then a duration. You have a private notes column, so if you type something in here, no other user can see it. And then you have your AVL columns. Um, and then you have some prompter columns in here. And while I'm in here, I will show you prompter in a moment, but let's go ahead and get some text in here just to let you know um, some of the capabilities of prompter. And let's get one more in here. Um, there we go. What I like about this is you can enter a lot of information into your rundown. Yeah. Uh, it's not limited to just a couple lines. You can enter a ton of information for all your teams to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a breath of fresh air for technical people. Um, you know, there's some other softwares people use, and they kind of manipulate it to become a run of show, and it's really not intended to be that way. And so when people come to sh come and check out Showflow, they go, oh, yeah, this is truly engineered for audio-visual people. Yeah, so if there's like... 15 different cues or a lot of information you got to give them, you can just put it right in here and they can follow right exactly. along with it. Yeah, I mean, and you can rename these columns to whatever they need to be. They're not locked in uh, locked in here. So whatever whatever workflow your church has, you can customize it uh, to that level. Maybe people need to have different views. So I'm going to bring in a different user here. Call this guy JJ. And we'll bring him into this run of show. Same one, April 16th service, just a different color scheme. And maybe JJ just wants to see stage and audio. So you can move stage all the way to the left. I'm using keyboard shortcuts here for time's sake. Hide every other column. Notice how it's not impacting my view, but wants to go ahead and, and change something. Maybe it's going to be 10 minutes out. And wants to make sure everyone sees that, that change. So that's one massive difference between using a spreadsheet, show flow, or something else in, in Showflow. Customize your view without impacting anyone else's view. Yeah, so if I'm just the audio person, I can have just my column, but if I need to see audio and video, I can see both those columns, and as things update, it updates across the board to every single user. Exactly, and speaking of different views, uh, let's, let's go to a different view here. So um, you can even hone in on, on a, a specific column if you want to. So um, let's go to that uh, prompter column again. And let's say I want to just get this text. So now I'm focused only on the prompter column. Just choose whatever column you want. It could be audio, it could be whatever. And you can go ahead and, and edit right here on the fly. And if you're looking at that grid view or any other view, uh, people would see that change. If you want to go ahead and make this a full-fledged prompter, just go ahead and click this uh, link here, or you can change, uh, select it from the multiple views, and then it takes you to prompter view. On the left here, I've got my drawer. I can go ahead and quickly navigate to a section I need. On the right, I've got some other prompter settings here, so I can change my line height. And when you're ready, you can go ahead and just go full screen, HDMI out to another monitor, or you can use our remote prompter um, function where you can just copy the URL, email it to a, uh, an iPad, a tablet, another computer, and remotely control the monitor. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So essentially, if you have a pastor or somebody who's trying to watch this and all of a sudden you need to walk up on it and remotely control it, you can just send the link to, 
to the person they can grab it and remotely control it that is so cool you don't know how many churches need this um even if they're not using it you know as technically a prompter just to be able to see the cues as they're scrolling along from the platform that's amazing yeah i mean and maybe it's not like a scrolling prompter but maybe it's just quick slides similar to a PowerPoint, you're just putting some bullet points, or you know, I do, and I do uh, occasionally. I do the the announcements for my church, and I hold the bulletin, or I have my phone. But it'd be so helpful if in the downstage monitor, if I had the bullet points of here's the next announcement, here's the next announcement. And but that's that's also the prompter side of it. I mean, you can do that for for all of the different views, like for your audio person or your tech person, you can just look at just that. Correct. At this, yeah, correct. Yeah, if, if this is the most important view for you, then yes, you can you can go ahead and do that. So that's prompt review. I'm gonna head back to here and go ahead and, and show you um, a, one of our flagship features called show caller tracking. Now this allows you to put a spotlight on the run of show and, um, and uh, you just do that by clicking track here. And when I do, a blue bar appears for me and it appears for any other user that's following me. Um, so it can be uh, another user on the other side of the uh, facilities, or it can just be someone uh, next to you, or just a screen put up uh, somewhere for people to follow along. Yeah, so if you're just listening and you're not watching on YouTube, essentially uh, Sharif has two views here up on the screen for two different, uh, let's say, technicians. And he's just highlighted, with one of the views, he just highlighted it, and it highlights it across uh, all of the different views. I'm assuming as you track, it tracks as well, right? Correct. So as soon as I click the track button, it's just like you said, it highlights what uh, event we're on. So right now we're on doors open. There is a duration a number, a duration content in there. So it's 35 minutes that's inserted in, into doors open. It triggers an item runtime that starts counting down from 35 minutes. And anyone who is saying, I want to go ahead and track Sharif, they will see that information as well of, of the countdown and how much time they have left until the next action, which in this one, if you're, if you're listening, it's an online welcome video. To move to the next row, I hit the space bar and it just moves my item runtime, the timer resets. In this in case, it's 45 seconds counting down. My team knows, we, okay, we have now 35 seconds left until pre-roll, so on and so forth. That is show caller tracking. Now on to exports. Sometimes uh, you know, you're not able to get everybody into Showflow and that's the best way to share the run of show is invite them in. Just send them an email, uh, send them an email through Showflow, assign them a, a permission level which determines what they can or cannot edit and then they get in. But if you can't invite them in, just share an export. So old fashioned PDF export works great. Choose what columns you want to export. Drop in page breaks if, uh, if you so choose. You can do a word export. So maybe you, you do want to print out some of the prompter script. You can do that. Uh, you can export to Excel if you so choose. But my, my favorite export is guest pass. With guest pass, you can generate a link here in Showflow. You can copy that link. And you can go ahead and send that link out to your, volu your volunteer army, hopefully. Um, the great thing is, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you, you um, if you, you organize your volunteers, especially the AV through planning center or something like that, the Friday before your, your Sunday service, go ahead and email them this link. As soon as they click it, it opens up a read-only PDF version 
of the run of show. No login required. The best part is you sent it on Friday. Um, Saturday night comes or Sunday morning comes. And they want to go ahead and, and make sure, you know, they have the most up-to-date version. So let's just go ahead and do something. here. let's say doors open. It's not 35 minutes, it's 25 minutes. And it's going to be an online welcome video. Because nothing ever changes at church. When you build it on Wednesday, it stays the same all the way through Sunday. Right, Shreve? Nothing ever changes. Uh, uh, I, sometimes, yeah. I guess I guess <laughs> nothing ever changes. Yeah. At least in my oh, church, nothing ever changes. Let's you know? be We're real. Not- it changes all the time. So <laughs> I think what you're going to show us here is that things change from, say, Saturday or whatever day they did it. And now the volunteer wants to go back and look at it. It's updating real time for them as well. Correct. Yeah. So I can do something like a highlight video instead of a, a welcome video here. And I make that change. If you're logged into Showflow, you see that change automatically. But if you have guest pass, click the same link again or refresh your browser and you'll see those changes made. Very cool. Yeah. And, and last thing about guest pass, uh, you can choose what columns are visible. So if you don't want everyone to see or the guest pass recipients to see all of these columns, then you can hide, hide some and, and, uh, and they only see what you choose for them to see. So that's Showflow at a high level view. How do we get our hands on this? Is it email, phone number, website? How, how do people get this product? Yeah, good question. Uh, just keep it super easy. Go ahead and just head to showflow.tv. S-H-O-F-L-O dot TV. Yes, we don't like W's around show flows. We took them out. Um, <laughs> but uh, you head there. You'll just see a little bit more about the software. Um, you can try for free, a two-week free trial, and um, full capabilities from prompter, um, rundown, and unlimited amount of people you can invite. You can also see some resources as well, some case studies. And one case study I encourage you to check out is Church on the Moves case study. Um, and uh, it just lets you know how they, why they made the switch from an Excel spreadsheet to Showflow. I really encourage everyone to check this out. If you want to get this product, demo it, test it, go to showflow.tv. So again, that's S-H-O flo.tv like you said they don't like the w's at showflow <laughs> showflow.tv it's an amazing product it will take your tech to the next level sharif thanks for coming on and talking to us about this awesome product my pleasure david thanks for having me i am so excited to talk to our next guest from bethel church to transformation church today's guest has over two decades of experience in the field He is a seasoned expert in live cinematic broadcasts for houses of worship and has played a pivotal role in bringing the worship experience to audiences worldwide. A Dove Award nominee and a pioneer in his field, he is used to high-impact, fast-moving audio, video, and lighting. Today, we are going to jump into the subject of Y24P with one of America's leading church tech directors. Please welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast, Chad Vegas. Hey, Chad. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. All right, I got to start off. This is the coolest name (laughs) ever, Chad Vegas. Is that your actual name or is that a stage name? No, that's my actual name. But what's even funnier is I used to live in Las Vegas. I lived in Vegas for 18 years. Uh, Originally from Hawaii, born and raised, and then... uh, my junior year of high school moved up to Las Vegas, but yeah, it's it's funny. 
Props to your parents. That's so cool. I I didn't even know you used to live in Las Vegas. That's really cool. So yeah. born in Hawaii, lived in Las Vegas, only cool cities for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Chad, we just got done doing a, a church tech tip on ShowFlow. Uh, Transformation Church uses that, correct? Yeah, yeah, we do. We love it. We, we use it for everything, uh, even rehearsals. Um, so like we just had our Easter production that happened and throughout all of our rehearsals we had show flow up we were tracking uh where we were at all the notes go in there scripts speaker scripts really great so we we totally love it and use it uh on a weekly basis so yeah it's a pretty cool software uh he was showing me the teleprompter uh piece that i think they've just recently added in the last year and uh, i may have to start using that here for the tech arts podcast it was it was pretty cool so uh, your church tech story. Tell us a little bit about your history. What brought you to where you are today with Transformation Church? Yeah. So, uh, again, like I said, I was originally from Hawaii and uh, born and raised as a musician. I was a drummer. And uh, when we moved up to Las Vegas, I ended up diving into the tech world uh, by accident, really. I was a website developer uh, for our church and they lost their editor. And so they asked me, hey, do you, do you know how to edit video? I'm like, no, but I'm willing to try. And so uh, from there, um, just got got into all things media, um, ended up being a media director there. And then my wife and I felt called to go to Bethel in Redding, California. And it was there that uh, after about a year of being there, I got hired on as a camera out. And slowly but surely, uh, I ended up becoming the broadcast director for Bethel. So um, yeah, and then from there on, and now I'm here at Tulsa, Oklahoma, Transformation Church, and doing some really cool, cool stuff here. So, yeah, I saw you guys doing a circle truss uh, move. Uh, I don't know how long ago yeah. that was, but I saw that uh, online uh, or somewhere Instagram. I can't remember where I saw it. And I thought I have got to interview this guy. He <laughs> thinks like I do. I did some circle truss moves and some screen moves and things of that nature at some of the churches I was with. Some so some really cool stuff, but we can't get started until we talk a little bit about your health journey. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about this because when we did the pre-interview, this is a straight up miracle, man. So tell us a little bit about what you went through and uh, how you've come out of that. Yeah. In uh, December of 2021, uh, I ended up uh, getting pneumonia, uh, like a low grade pneumonia, but then about a couple weeks later, I ended up getting COVID. And so that kind of just made everything blow up even worse, you know. Uh, so day after Christmas, I was uh, went to the ER and was admitted to the hospital. Uh, ended up being hospitalized twice. I was released and then I kind of had to uh, go back again because I was still having lung issues. Uh, was on a wheelchair and uh, oxygen full time. And man, we uh, we just have some some really cool. Uh, friends and mentors of ours. Um, we even call them like our spiritual parents because they just, they mean so much to us. And uh, he, he basically said, hey, come up to my farm in Washington State and let's just get you healed. And uh, I was lucky enough to be in a place uh, here at Transformation Church where, where they really do take family seriously and put family first. And so uh, I asked if I could just have a leave of absence and, you know, without question, it was yes, go ahead and get healed up because we know you're supposed to be a part of our, our church still and, and be here. So, um, yeah, so we went up to Washington State, and uh, I actually uh, had a full-blown panic attack and could barely move when I was supposed to go to a church service there and um, got some uh, prayer for, um, for that. 
And literally the next day, I uh, woke up, went to make breakfast, and I realized as I'm making breakfast, I don't have my oxygen machine. And I'm like, oh no, what's, and I'm freaking out a little bit. And I was like, well, right by the, the uh, I was right by the kitchen table and my pulse oximeter was there. So I put it on my hand and, you know, immediately it's like reading, usually it's like reading about in the seventies, you know, for my oxygen uh, when I'm without oxygen. And it was at 95. I'm like, no, that's gotta be wrong. I put it on another finger. It's 95. And uh, I ended up putting it on the other hand and it was reading 99, 99. Uh, so uh, it was re- really crazy to 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 go through, but to kind of sum it all up, I had to actually get emotional healing first before my physical healing came. And uh, getting getting uh, getting to that point was was just it was a miracle from God. Yeah, just I could barely talk uh, for more than ten minutes at a time, and uh, they said that I would never be able to really get back to directing the way that I usually direct. And uh, here am I today, um, almost you know next month will be a full year. Uh, to where I actually, when I actually got healed. So yeah, it, it's been good. God is good. So you were in a wheelchair with oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much just, every place I went, I had to be in on a wheelchair. And you yeah. just woke up one day and boom, Yeah, you were healed. Yeah. That is such a cool story. I, you know, I've got to say, I've watched you direct and uh, you should probably make an exercise video out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're bouncing around and jumping yeah. and so on and so forth. That that's that's so cool to go from a wheelchair uh, with oxygen to being able to bounce around and direct like you normally do. Um, that's a shout out to God right there. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and also Transformation Church for giving you the ability to go get your healing, your emotional healing, your physical healing. Um, really, that's you don't hear about that a lot. Unfortunately, there's some churches that you know, work text to the bone. And uh, it's really nice to see a big church like Transformation yeah. Church with a lot going on, uh, giving you the time to go get that healing. That's really good to hear and good to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool, cool place to be at. Well, let's jump right into it, Chad. Why 24 frames per second? <laughs> I hear every church I go to, every young kid, 22, 23 years old, tech director, he looks at me and he says, I want to be 24 frames per second. And I'm like, whoa, let's let's talk this through a little bit here. So I want to get your perspective on this. Why 24 frames per second? Because you that's what you guys are running at Transformation, correct? Yes, we are. Yeah. So we, uh, we are doing 24 frames. A lot of it has to do with the actual look of what we want. Um, you know, the cinematic look that everybody uh, always talks about, right? Um, get that nice little motion blur in it. Um, and it also, it's like the, the biggest thing we, we were going after was we wanted it to feel like a, a true experience, uh, a true experience within film styled, you know, like that cinematic look. And, uh, it, I will say this, um, a lot of like what you're saying, like a lot of the younger, you know, guys, they really want to like, yeah, we need to do 24 cause everybody, you know, Bethel's doing it or transformations doing it and things like that. But it all depends on your system and your leadership. Like when we went 24 uh, at Bethel, we were in constant communication with our leadership and making sure, hey, does this look good? What do you guys think? You know, and there was definitely adjustments that we needed to make things that where we had to kind of like meet in the middle uh, on, you know. And so uh, and it also goes with gear, too. It's like a lot of times in some churches you have older gear that can't do really 24, tree 24. And you have to to learn how to actually like, 
well, we can stick with 30, you know, or 60. Um, you know, there's, there's times even now where I'm actually trying to, uh, do like tests and okay, what does it look like if we did 60, you know, especially where, where I'm at now, we're broadcasting in 4k HDR. And so 4k HDR at 60 could, could look even more realistic than what we're doing now. Right. Um, but it kind of goes back to all, all on your leadership, making sure you're communicating with them, talking with them. You can't just like go in and like, Hey, we're going to go 24 because we want that cinematic look. There's a lot more to just switching it to 24. There's a, a different style that you have to learn. There is a, um, you know, your lens choices, your lighting, all of that plays a big pivotal role into, into going 24. Um, so for us, it was the main point of it was really just like we wanted to get a more cinematic feel to how we were doing our live broadcast. Well, and to be clear, you're 24P, correct? Yeah, we're 24 Progressive, yes. Yeah, so with Progressive, it you know, without getting too technical, it, you know, and I'm not going to say it's 48, but with 24P, you're technically doubling the frames. And so it's a little bit more of a smoother look. It's not straight 24 uh, frames per second, which has kind of that static look and feel. And a lot of people don't realize that the, the cinema industry knew that 30 frames per second was what your eyes looked at. And they knew anything higher than 30 frames would look better. But back in the day, it was too big to move those big cinema reels around at 30 frames per second. So they kept dropping it down, 29, 28, 27, 26. And when they got to 24, they realized, hey, this is about what the audience can accept and take and is a size that we can actually get to the movie theaters. So they knew 24 frames had that static look and they changed how they shot everything to work around that. Um, less, you know, there's not a lot of fast zooms in right. in film, you know what I mean? It's kind of a static look and kind of, you know, different shots. And it looks really good, I think, for worship, but it looks very different for the sermon. And so I like what you said, you know, about leadership being involved. Talk a little bit more about that. How much or little was your senior pastor involved in that 24 frame, you know, 24P decision? Yeah. Uh, so, at Bethel, it was really a lot of just talking to and showing them examples. So we would, hey, this is the look we're kind of going for. This is what 24 frames looks like. This is what 30 and this is what 60 looks like. You know, um, here at, at Transformation, uh, Pastor Mike's very much into media and production. So he immediately, for him, he, he wanted that cinematic look, even for his preaching. Um, so he, he, he was already on board when I got here. So that, that was a lot easier. Uh, but for the most part at Bethel, it was definitely showing examples and showing them different types and, and, and just having a continued conversation with them about, you know, the reasons why you really want to do, do it. It's not just, don't just do it because, Hey, everybody's doing it, you know, or we think it looks cool, but, uh, yeah, have a, have an actual conversation with your pastor. Yeah, I think a lot of people miss that. Let's listen to what Chad just said there. He played a 24P recording. He played 30 frame. He played 60 frame. He showed his pastor the different looks and the different feels. And maybe it's not the senior pastor, right? Maybe it's the executive pastor or the media pastor or the worship pastor, depending on what your environment is. But he laid it out for them and showed them what it would look like. I think that's key in everything that we do with tech, whether it be haze, um, whether it be lights, scanning the audience, how your um, audio sounds. I think it's very 
a key point that a lot of churches miss, and that is get it in front of your pastor and let him experience it so that they can understand exactly what's going to happen when they're on the platform. Because when they're on the platform, they're not in a position to say, hey, change that. You know, they're not in a position to yeah. say, do it differently. At that point, it's a, it, it ends up being knee-jerk and can be very painful. And so if you get it in front of them in advance and say, hey, here's what 24 looks like. Here's what 30 looks like. Here's what it looks like with lighting. I want you to talk a little bit about lighting because you, you just don't go out there and shoot in 24 and expect it to look cinematic. Lighting is right. key to that. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to approach it. Um, this is the way we, we approach this is we light for video first and then the room. Um, so, you know, your normal filming three-point lighting, right? You want to make sure you have a good key light, a fill light, and a good hair light. Um, so making sure that you do that. There's a lot of people that, um, even people that I've seen their streams, they send me their streams to look at. And, and a lot of them are in 24. However, their lighting isn't as good. So it doesn't, it doesn't translate very well. Um, so making sure that your lighting is really good and making sure that, that you're lighting for the video first and then the room. So the biggest, I think one of the other biggest mistakes is that off, more often than not, um, you have people that are actually just like, you know, just, hey, it looks okay if we just do, you know, just uh, keys on the key lighting, I should say, on your actual worship leaders and not the band, you know, or not anything else. So, you know, your worship leaders are standing out, but lighting wise, your band is just in a dark room, you know, or behind them completely dark, you know. So, yeah, make sure, making sure that you have even lighting across the whole board there. Yeah, I, I kind of call it a tug of war. Your lighting guy or gal is going to light it and say, this is what looks good. And it just normally looks on video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so by the time you get it to the point where it looks good on video, sometimes it looks bad in the room. And so I, I say that it's a little bit of a tug of war between, uh, you know, the lighting for the room and the lighting for video. Uh, and it depends on your DNA too. So that tug of war may lean a little bit more towards the room during worship and a little bit more towards the video during the pastor or vice versa. But you're definitely going to have some tension there between what it looks like in the room and what it looks like on camera. And you need to be prepared for that to kind of to pull that back and forth until you get it right for your church's DNA. And that's the next question I want to ask you. Talk a little bit about church DNA because um, I hear this all the time. Hey, I want to be like Bethel. I want to be like Gateway. I want to be like Church of the Highlands. That's who I want to be like. Well, okay, that's cool to see them as an example and maybe have a target, but your church has its own DNA. So talk a little bit about that and how it plays into video. Oh, it plays, I think it plays into video almost like 100%. Uh, you have to make sure that, that you're doing... Uh, what's right for your house. Uh, it's the same way every time I do a coaching or consulting um, or even the mentorship that I do, one of the first things on the first calls that I have with them is, hey, you have to make sure you know your house, what your why for the house, why you guys want to do it, what's the exact look you want to go for. But then on top of that, um, sitting down with the pastor, seeing his vision, like, you know, wanting to know what, what do you want to the media to look like, the video to look like, you know? Uh, and then the DNA, you know, a lot of them too, I've talked to, I'm not out there to make you another 
Chad Vegas. I'm not out there to, to make you guys another Bethel or transformation. I'm just giving you tools. And within those tools, it unlocks creativity for you and your house to do what your DNA is on, on, on your house. So Chad, what is your setup, your brand of cameras, switcher type, like <laughs> tech geek out on us a little bit. What do you, what do you got going on over there? Yeah. So, uh, we are an all Sony house. Um, so we have a, a mix of different cameras. Uh, we use primarily Sony F5500s, uh, for like a couple of our main, uh, shots with PL mounts on them. Um, couple of, uh, P no F 3500s for like our jibs. Uh, and then for our sky cam, we have a P 50 on there, um, or a P 30. That's what it was. P 30 on there. And then, uh, for my handheld cameras, we were using Sony Venice and we, we, we have two different variations of them. One is a, uh, handheld rig. So they're basically cradling that, you know, uh, camera like a football, and the other one, they are, we actually have it on the Rialto system that Sony has. So basically, you're taking the sensor off of the body itself and having a cable. Basically, it's tethered to uh, to the actual sensor. And you can use that, just the sensor, as your handheld. And they have a backpack that they put on. Um, but yeah, so we are completely Sony house. 100% Sony. What what is your switcher, Sony? Uh, no, our switcher is Ross. So we have a Ross uh, Acuity and a uh, Ultrix router. Very cool. And how many cameras do you have in total? I noticed it sounded like the Super Bowl. You got like the Sky Cam and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost track. How many cameras do you have? Uh, we have 15 cameras um, just in the sanctuary for, on a Sunday and then two cameras for um, in our Studio A, we call it, um, for our pre and post show. So you do like a pre post show, you got cameras in the room, so on and so forth. Um, it sounds like a lot of high tech cameras, a lot of, you know, high quality film shooting cameras. So my next question is what positions on your team can be volunteer? Like, or do you pay all those positions? Is it a mix? Kind of, kind of talk through your approach there, and look through the perspective. I say a lot of times I'll say look through the perspective of a small church because a lot of churches think, well, there's no way I can get there, not realizing it's kind of a, a stepping stone process. But how many of those positions are volunteers? All the positions, um, except for you know when I'm directing, then uh, you know I'm the only paid staff. Uh, but all of our camera ops, um, my TD, um, who also is an assistant director for me and sometimes directs, um, they're all uh, volunteers, which is shocking for most people to hear, um, you know, at the caliber of which we run our services and how we how we shoot things and the way we shoot things. Um, we've been blessed to to have an amazing volunteer pool and uh, having them trained up. Uh, we use sa shadow systems so they can get trained faster and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, there are, there are instances when, you know, if we're going to do something super special where I know that I don't have a volunteer that could do that, uh, where we'll actually bring, you know, some friends of mine, we'll fly them in to, to actually do the, the video shoot that we'll do or things like that. But for pri primarily, we are all volunteer based. Jib, Skycam, all of it's volunteer. Yes. And uh, here's the other thing. Um, Transformation Church didn't start off in the arena, did they? No, no. They started off in an old uh, converted grocery store um, up north, uh, North Tulsa here. So what I like to tell people, because, um, you know, when I was the tech director at Gateway Church, um, people would come in and they would say, 
there's no way we can attain this. And I'm like, this is not where Gateway started. It, right. You know, everybody has a path, right? Our journey with Jesus has a path. Our journey with tech has a path. You don't start off with 15 cameras, but you do start off somewhere. So Chad, talk a little bit about that. Like if, if it's a, a base camera package, like what would you recommend for a church that's low budget saying, hey, we're just trying to get into it. How many cameras would you recommend that they start off with? At least two to three cameras. Um, you know, you want to have your tight follow shots. You want to have a, a mid follow shot and a, you know, I like, I really like 45 degree angles shots, you know, so out of 45. And that gives you a good variety. You know, if you can only do two, just, just do a, a head to tail shot that can go out to a wide every once in a while. And then your main follow cam that stays tight the entire time. Uh, yeah, at least two to three cameras. And there's, there's a lot of really good, uh, options out there for budget, you know, varying budgets. So I see you um, doing a lot of stuff, uh, Chad. So I got to ask you, man, are you a workaholic? A lot of techs struggle with this. Is that something that uh, you struggle with? Yeah, it's something that I used to struggle with a lot. Um, it was it was something for me that was kind of rooted in my rejection issues that I used to have. Uh, one of the biggest things that happened for me uh, was when I was in recovery, um, as soon as I got my physical self healed and I was starting to work out, going to the gym, um, I, ended, I ended up going to counseling through therapy, EMDR therapy to really deal with with everything. I figured like, hey, I have all this time now, you know, I have some time off. Let's go ahead and just work on everything, you know. So my mental health came came became a huge priority to me. Um, but yeah, I used to be a workaholic. Now it's all about for me putting up great boundaries. So, you know, I have a separate phone line at home. Um, people know that on my team know that if it's an emergency, that's that's the number they call. You know, other than that, uh, for the most part, as soon as I get home, you know, my phone goes on to a, a, a different focus mode, um, a personal focus mode on my iPhone. So that way it kind of hides everything. It doesn't, you know, all my text messages, things like that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had to learn how to, not check it and do all that stuff. And, but just setting up really good boundaries with, with your boss, your team, you know, again, if there's an emergency, they have, there's, you know, pastor Mike wants to shoot a video for sunrise, you know, things like that. And the only time you can do it is tomorrow, you know, then they'll, they'll call. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's setting good boundaries and being good communication with your team members and saying like, Hey, as soon as I get home, my phone goes away. It's family time, you know. Uh, it never used to be like that. So it's been a good journey and a good learning process too and and discovering like, oh, this doesn't work here like this. Maybe I should try this, you know, that kind of a, a deal. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you want to do it for 20 years, you want to do it for a long time, you can't be doing seven days a week, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks. You've got to take time for yourself. You've got to uh, you know, step back and set up those boundaries. Like you said, you know, one thing I did is I, I said to myself, you know, in the fifties, they didn't have these issues. So what were some of the things that they were doing in the fifties? And you just said one of them, you know, when you got home, you had a, a phone at home. You didn't have a cell phone tracking you everywhere you right. went. You just had a phone at home that they could get a hold of you, but it was kind of a, you know, that separate line and people didn't call it unless they, they needed you. They had a Sabbath day. Everybody went to church. Everybody reserved a day of rest off to the side. There's so many things and so many lessons that we could learn uh, kind of from our elders 
Uh, and I, I tell people that all the time. Just ask your elders, hey, how did you handle not getting burned out? And you'll be surprised at the answers that you get that are very simple. Set your phone down and don't look at it during dinner. Uh, have, like you said, a separate contact line so that when you're away from work, people know, hey, if you got to get a hold of me, here's how you do it. But don't do it unless you really need need me. Have a Sabbath day. There's just so many boundaries, accountability, you know, with, with the phone that we carry around in our pocket, we, we, you know, how are you accountable to that with your wife or whoever uh, is your accountability partner in your life? And so I just think there's so many boundaries that as a tech, you want to get it done. You want to keep moving forward. Uh, you feel like uh, you're going to have, you know, I think you kind of mentioned that you're going to have a guilt complex if you don't come through and make it happen there will always be something to do tomorrow. Uh, so you have to set up those boundaries. And it's so cool to hear uh, you speaking about that and talking about it. But I got to ask you this question. Who's your hero? Who do you look up to, Chad? My hero? Uh, honestly, my wife. Yeah, I do. She's uh, she's somebody that um, for most people, um, they, they sort of know if, uh, with your audience, I don't know how much knows about Chad Vegas, but my wife is a survivor of human trafficking. And, uh, so she is my hero. She, the things that she had to endure and how she escaped and all of that. And to be here now, like even choosing me, uh, but also to be an advocate for human trafficking and fighting against that. And, uh, we have a nonprofit called Stanford justice. Well, Chad, I, I feel guilty because m my hero is, is Michael Jordan. Uh, and your hero is your wife. I mean, I feel like uh, maybe I should, you know, my hero is my wife too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Always the best answer. Let me change my answer. It's not Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, the website for that, standforjustice.org. Did I get that correct? Yeah, yeah. Stand, the number four, justice.org. And yeah. you guys provide education. Uh, it sounds like training on how to spot and handle trafficking victims. Uh, there's some outreach stuff and some rescuing. Talk talk just a minute about that organization. It sound, it's very interesting to me, and I think more people should know about it. So we do a lot of different things. Um, primarily, uh, it's training and education. And then um, the, the last two outreaches and actually, actually rescuing. Um, so helping them, getting them, getting them out of the life, uh, getting them away from, you know, their, their people that are trafficking them and really helping them kind of just get back into, you know, normal society, things like that. My wife uh, just the other day did a, a full financial class um, with, with a CPA and how to, how to, how to handle your finances once you're out, you, you've been, you know, rescued, that kind of a deal. So with a bunch of survivors and yeah, things like that. It's really cool. She, I, she, that's why she is really my hero. The things that she, she does and the, to help these girls to, to not just like, you know, get them out, but actually to actually help them, you know, be back into society and helping them with their trauma and things that happens when you're trafficked. So, yeah. Very cool. So that's stand the number four justice.org. I encourage everybody to go check it out. You know, when we were talking about boundaries earlier, one that I think is very important is doing things for fun. So Chad, like, what do you do for fun? Yeah. Uh, late, lately it's playing. My son is six years old, so he's, he's gotten better at playing video games. So it's playing video games with him, uh, spending time with the family, um, for fun, fun. Uh, it's, it's really, 
it's going to sound weird, but I, I actually, it's my 5 a.m. Working, working out for me is, has become fun. Oh uh, boy. So that's been 5 a.m. workouts. Yeah. yeah 5 a.m. <laughs> workouts. Uh, that became my me time. So, you know, I get to listen to podcasts, listen to different things and, you know, just spend some time in prayer uh, as I work out and things like that. So, yeah. That's very cool. My son uh, has gotten into this video game. I think it's a small uh, video game called Fortnite. Um, <laughs> and uh, I am not very good at Fortnite at Same. all. Same, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, <laughs> what the Basically, you're trying to shoot, you know, the bad guys and other people and whatever. And I'm not good at it at all. Yeah. Not good yeah, at it at no. all. Yeah. <laughs> My 15-year-old yeah. creams me at Fortnite. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I like uh, I like playing basketball and um, you know going to movies with my son and stuff like that. I think it's a it's a key component to being a, a in tech and behind the scenes, kind of getting away from what you do every day uh, and making sure that um, you're attaching to family and friends and having a moment for yourself, like you said. Uh, although I don't know if I could do five a.m. Chad. That's uh, <laughs> but the word. The number five comes once a day for me. That's five p.m. That's great. <laughs> so, Chad, man, you have a lot of great insights. Do you consult or help churches? I do. Yeah. Um, so I do uh, a threefold thing. Is I can I do one-on-one coaching calls, which is just like a one-off call. I go over their service, kind of help them. You know, where this is what I would do, kind of deal. Uh, I do um, just standard consulting for gear and things like that. Like, um, you know, churches, one just reached out to me recently and they're like, hey, we want to upgrade our system. What should we look for? That kind of a deal. Uh, and then my my biggest thing is an eight-week mentorship that I do. So uh, they apply on my website. You can apply on my website. I'm going to start one in May, uh, around the second week of May. Uh, and so it's eight weeks, one-on-one calls every week. We digest your service, go go over everything. Uh, and, and basically, uh, like I was talking about earlier, it's like, I'm not out to make you another Chad Vegas or another Bethel or transformation. I'm just trying to give you the tools that has helped us in, um, in succeeding in, you know, this look, this broadcast cinematic broadcast look. Yeah. So they go to chadvegas.com in order to find out about all that stuff. And then the best way to get it. We were talking about this earlier. If you guys want to get a hold of Chad, you can go to his Instagram. You can direct message him there, or you can go again to his website, chadvegas.com. Chad, it's been awesome having you on today. Thanks for bringing your expertise and knowledge to the Tech Arts Podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps things up for today's episode. I can't wait to talk to you on the next Tech Arts Podcast. Until then, I'm David Leuschner signing off by wishing you a great day and praying God blesses every moment of your week. See you soon. You have been listening to the Tech Arts Podcast presented by Digital Great Commission Ministries. DGCM is a 501c3 nonprofit that was started to help churches with all things technical. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just a better understanding of the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Find out more about our free on-site visits, reports, and consulting by going to audiovideolighting.com. Digital Great Commission Ministries will help you run your church service like a pro. Find out more at audiovideolighting.com.